today's read, Midnight and the Meaning of Love. The second book in the Midnight Trilogy by Sister Soja. We're going to start out with the piece entitled Show Love, and then we're going to go into chapter one. Show love. Love is a powerful emotion propelled by energy, thought, and action. It can change you and anyone around you who you love. Love needs no announcement. It is visible in the eyes and body and deeds of everyone who loves. If you cannot see love through action, it is not love. It's something else. If an elder loves you, she and he and they will prepare you to do well in life. If an elder abuses you, confuses you, misuses you, it's wrong. And it is certainly not love. Elders who do not love lose their authority and influence over you because they are corrupt and unable. It is an elder's job to share wisdom and not conceal it, destroy it, deny it, or distract you from it. Here are my jewels to you, the young, all around the world, in any and every place, no matter the faith or politic. You are not too young to love. Intelligence is the ability to solve problems. Wisdom is experience along with intelligence. Ignorance is not knowing better. Evil is knowing better but doing wrong anyway while influencing others to do the same. Vanity is uselessness. A nigger is any person of any race who refuses to learn, grow, and change. Arrogance is thinking and acting like you are better than others without true or good reason. Look toward God above every elder and even your parents and all of your community. God is first, the maker of your soul in every religion and in every corner of the world. God is the reason for you and I to be humble and live respectfully. God is love. Sister Soldier. Book One, A Brooklyn Story, Seven Days in Brooklyn, Chapter One, Words of Mother, Warm-Hearted and Young, Armed and Dangerous, I Was Moving My Guns and Weapons out of my Brooklyn apartment to one of my most reliable stash spots. As heavy as they were, 
My thoughts were heavier and even more deadly. I was trying to move murder off my mind. Kidnapping is a bullshit English word. It doesn't convey the insult that the offense carries when a man invades another man's home, fucks with his family or his wife, la cadara la, God forbid, and steals her away. The man whose wife is gone stands there trying to push the puzzle pieces together of where his wife is exactly and what happened exactly. His blood begins to boil, thicken, curdle, and even starts to choke him. That's why, for me, kidnapping and murder go hand in hand. In my case, my young wife, Akimi's kidnapper, is her own father, her closest blood relation, a man who she loves and honors. For me to kill him would be to lose her even if I win her back, and I refuse to lose. Ekataf is our word for kidnapping. My Uma pushed it out from her pretty lips. She pulled it from her soul and gave it the true feeling that it carried for us. The hurt, shame, violation, and insult. For half a day, it was all that she said after I relayed to her that Akimi was gone. My new wife had been taken against her will back to Japan without a chance to express herself to us, her new family face to face. For me to see my mother Uma's Sudanese eyes filled with tears tripled my trauma. I had dedicated my young life to keeping the water out of my mother's eyes and returning a measure of joy to her heart that life had somehow stolen. But Sunday night, when our home phone finally rang and Uma answered her only to hear the silence of Akimi's voice and the gasp in Akimi's breathing and the restraint in Akimi's crying. Uma's tears did fall. There was a furious rainstorm that same Sunday. Everything was soaked. The afternoon sky had blackened and then bled at sunset. So did Uma's eyes switch from sunlight to sadness, to rain and eventually redness. Through the evening thunder, I sat still, trying to simmer. They say there is a beast within every man and I was taming my beast with music. My earplugs were siphoning the sounds of Art of Noise, a soothing song called Moments of Love.
My sister Naja held her head low. She was responding to our mother Uma's feelings. Like the seven years young that she is, she did not grasp the seriousness of Akimi's disappearance and believed, more than Uma and I, that Akimi would be coming through the door at any moment. Much later, that same Sunday night, family day for us, my Uma placed a purple candle in a maroon dish and onto her bedroom floor. She struck a black-tipped match and it blazed up blue, the subtle scent of lavender released into her air. There, in the darkness, I sat on her floor, leaning against the wall, and listened to her melodic African voice in the expressive Arabic language as she told me, for the first time ever, the story, or should I say, saga, of my father's fight to take her as his first bride, true love, and true heart. I knew then that the darkness in her room was intentional. She wanted to shield the sea of her emotions since there was no love more intense than the mutual love between her and my father. She also wanted to subdue my fury. She wanted me to concentrate instead on the red and the orange and the blue flame and listen intently for the meaning of her words and the moral of her story so that I would know why I must not fail to bring Akimi back home and why I had to seize victory the same as my father did. Monday, May 5th, 1986. At daybreak, when the moon becomes the sun, Uma's story was completed. She lay gently on the floor, still dressed in her fuchsia thobe. Her hair spread across her arms as she slipped into sleep. Our lives and even our day were both upside down now. I lifted her and placed her onto her bed. I put out the flame that danced on the plate in the middle of mostly melted wax. Uma was supposed to be preparing for work, but her most important job which took all night, was finally finished. She wanted to transfer my father's strength and intelligence and brave heart to me, her son. She wanted me to know that I must not be halted by my deep love for her, my mother. She had told me, you have guarded my life and built our family business. I love you more than you could ever imagine. In my prayers, I thank Allah every day for creating your soul and giving you life. I thank Allah for choosing to send you through my body. But now, you must follow the trail of your seed. <laughs>